1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Kules. Cool Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we'll be performing our second autopsy in a row in one week. And joining me to look back at yesterday's classical defeat is Troy Cadet. Troy, how are you doing? Good. How are you? You know, we were just talking briefly. I, I think I needed the twenty four hours to digest yep. all of this and to kind of yeah. figure out where we're at as a club, as a team. And I had a lot of thoughts. I listened to obviously the whole gamut of multimedia that mm-hmm. was available, podcasts, you know, and obviously all the the summaries, Chiringuito here and every and everything, you know. <laughs> and I think it really just it's really I mean, this is the hardest thing to 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 kind of just swallow this because obviously of the success we've had with Messi and Pep and recent years. And and it just, I think for me, it just comes down to Troy. We're just not good enough right now yeah. as a team. And it's really hard because, you know, through the transfers, through the first run of September, it gave us this hope that we were going to compete better. But, you know, this week, giving up six goals to both Inter and Real Madrid. And also I would say yesterday's classical is one of the easiest Real Madrid victories I've seen in the last, maybe 15 years, the way they, they just look like they were cruising. I just honestly think it really is. We're just not good enough uh, as a Barca team to compete at the highest level that we want to ha- compete at.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, talking about the game yesterday, they certainly were on cruise control, kind of like what we predicted when we recorded a couple of days prior to that, that, you know, because of everything going on with the schedule and the upcoming uh international break again that you know we thought that both teams would kind of you know no players that are that are playing in these games uh for the world cup aren't going to risk it and so i think that's exactly what you saw from the part of madrid i think they scored when they needed to and once they you know got up for them i mean they you know really think if you think about it they're like the one team in the world that has the chops to pass the ball around, just like we do. And that's exactly what they were doing. Like they, they had laser, you know, laser passes and they weren't necessarily pushing up the field, but they were certainly, you know, dispersing the ball around, making our guys run around, you know, look like chickens with their heads cut off and, you know, they were just having a, having a good old time out there. So it could have been, it could have been much worse than, than what it was that three to one score. So that's for sure.
1: Yeah, especially after the second goal, I was really worried that Real Madrid was going to try to go for the Manita. And I was like, yeah. oh, God, please do not let that happen because that would just be worst case scenario. And and again, you know, just consuming all the, the multimedia as I did, you know, the crowd cheering, you know, Europa League yeah. for Barcelona, you know, that really hurts. I, I just, you know, we've seen... How we've competed to the upper echelon teams and it's been poor you know Yep. and also i i'm sure you know i, I know in our patreon group we passed it around you know the first 50 games under our manager Chavi's like well below uh, like 10th on that list right now after yeah. the, the the good start and there's just a lot of things where you know you're kind of just saying you know could have should have you know this could have happened if we were healthy we could do this and that but again i just take the team as it is right now in this moment and i just you know we're just not good enough and Right now, Madrid is the best team in Europe for me. They are undefeated in all competition still. Yeah. And the way they just have this identity about them that they just know where to go and know what to do exactly, it's crazy. Like, for example, I don't know about you, but watching Valverde yesterday, every time he touched the ball, I got nervous. You yep. know, just the way he, like, I didn't know if he was yeah. going to shoot or make a cross, right? But both yeah. were just as dangerous. And that's the feeling you get with, a lot of the young players at Madrid have, and they've done a really good job of scouting those young players and bringing them in. And again, you know, listening to Xavi's words after the press conference, kind of, I don't know, it just, it makes, I don't know if he's just saying it to the press just to kind of give that, you know, aura off, but he kept saying maturity. He kept wor- using the word madures in Spanish, which is maturity. And he kept saying that our team isn't mature. We're still going through a project. We're not mature. We're not mature. But at what point, how can we not blame Chavi with these ultimate performances that are happening because as we talked about on Friday no adjustments yet again and I'm not saying you make the adjustment into going into this match but you have to do something right out of the gate for the second half and it didn't happen until 20 minutes later
0: yeah yeah uh, I was surprised about that because the first half was just so lackluster they're just and not the fact that we didn't score but just in the in the body language of the of Barca's players just in their intensity just the way that they are playing they look like they didn't want to be out there either as as easy as it looked for Madrid and it's how I thought Madrid dominated that half we were the exact opposite and for if I would have been the coach at that point the manager at that point in time I would have made big changes you know at coming out of the halftime because what's the risk? What's the risk of not, you know what I mean? Like you already know what you're going to get from that set of players. They already played a half and now you're going to come out of halftime. And, and so why not just make some, some big changes? And that's what I would have done. Cause you saw what happened when Fati came, came on actually front Torres brought on some, some um, intensity. So you saw when the changes good or bad, but if you saw at least what happened when some of these changes, when these players came on the field, Uh, and and had their chance you know we looked much better I don't think we were ever at risk of beating them (laughs) but they certainly were playing harder they were certainly at least trying you know trying to go for the win where in the first half it just looked like we were just going to sit there and pass the ball around and wait for the 90 minutes to get over.
1: Yeah and this is what's always interesting now because now we're getting into this beauty is in the eye of the beholder right because yeah. you see people's observation and beauty the, you know art is essentially this right it's like how does the first half translate you know some people will say yeah we played in in quotes well enough to get some goals and okay if that's what you believe but ultimately you're down to nothing and to me yeah. when you look at sports like you can all you know you can implement your style as much as you can but it's ultimately about the results it doesn't matter Yeah, you had more possession. You had more passes. But if the result is trying to win the game and you're losing 2-0, then you have to just throw the kitchen sink, I feel like. And like you said with the subs, you know, I had some questions about the subs, especially like Alba coming in because I just don't know how Balde isn't the outright starter from now on because the boy does the things that you want to do. He's so fast on closing on defense and those are the things I'm looking at now. And I'm 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 trying to not nitpick because I know there's more to this than just one substitution of Jordi Alba yeah. coming into this match. But it's just like an accumulation of all these bad things that are happening. So you just kind of don't know where to start. It's like pulling the Tetris. You know, you're kind of like, ah, I don't know where to go with this, you know. And again, I just I just felt like, yeah, maybe we had more passes, more possession and all this stuff. But
0: the three times that Real Madrid went down the goal, I thought they were going to score on all three. Yeah. Yeah. But I look for like the little things. Okay. So I look for, you know, is somebody, is somebody, you know, okay. Let's say we lost the ball who who who's pressing to help get the ball back. Right. So obviously the person who lost the ball needs to press sure. and try to get the ball back, but are other players stepping up, because if the person who has the ball, let's say a Madrid player takes it, let's say Modric takes it, steals it from Pedri, Pedri's pressing on him. Modric isn't going to dribble the ball the way down. He's got to pass it. So I look for those little things to see, okay, are other players then, you know, getting closer to their man? Are they, are they marking their guy because they know that a pass is going to be coming? I, I look for little things like that. You know, did somebody, you know, did somebody make a slide tackle, make that extra effort to to go after a loose ball that, you know, is somebody, are they going after, you know, 50-50? I look for things like that. And that's how, for me personally, that's how I determine, uh, OK, do these players want this game or not? OK, and those are those little things that we weren't doing at all, you know, at all. And I think I put in the the WhatsApp group like that play where Dembele, you know, Benzema's coming down. Dembele's two feet away from him and then he slows down and just lets Benzema go right by him. He doesn't pressure him. Now's the time to save 30 percent on wedding jewelry only on Blue Nile And he certainly could have closed that space in a second if he wanted to. Zero attempt. He he stopped, stopped running, and then just stood there and watched. So those are the things that I'm talking about, those little things where that tells me he didn't want to win that game. And would that, if he would have made a defensive play on that specific uh, time in the game, if he would have made a defensive play and maybe won the ball back, would we have won the game? I'm not saying that. But if you have an accumulation of plays like that throughout the 90 minutes, then that shows me that the team wants to win it. And those are the things that I did not see, like I said, whatsoever in the first half. And those are the little things that you have to do to win a game. I mean, this these are our our mortal enemy. You know, every there shouldn't, you shouldn't need, it doesn't matter what happened with enter. You got to put that behind you. Doesn't matter with all that. You shouldn't need uh any more ammo to get amped up for a game like this than knowing that it's against Madrid in their house. Like you, what, what more do you need? You know what I mean? And I I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. And to talk about what you're talking about, like the Tetris thing, that might be the most frustrating part of all of this because you go, you say, well, it's because of this, but it could be because of this. I mean, there's so many things that you can pinpoint right now and you don't know if you're nitpicking, you it, but there's so much going on as well. I mean, injuries, uh, schedule. I mean, it's just it's a it's it's the it's an unknown right now. I think for everybody, and that's the that's the toughest part for people to deal with. And I know specifically for me, it's really tough for me to to deal with because are we good? Are we just not good? Like you said, we're just not a good enough team. If we had all of our players back, would we be good enough? You know, just it's that whole unknown right now that it 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 drives it, it's human nature to drive you crazy that you just can't put your finger on what's going on, and but again, all of that could have been wiped up for this game if you had a team that just came out and played like they wanted to win the win the game. So yeah, and and yeah.
1: that's the thing. And let's let's get into my next topic I want to talk about, and that's the defense. Yep. So against Bayern, two times against Inter and Madrid, they've given up nine goals. So. Yeah. Quite incredible stat, you know. I love data. That's part of my job, in my day job, is data analyst, and so I, I love looking at numbers like this. And you know, you kind of, you know, as I look at all the the results before, you know, against Majorca, shutout. You know, it's okay. You know, Celta another mm-hmm. shutout. But we know those games were iffy, and that and the defense could be considered as you know flimsy a lot. But man, you know, if I don't, I don't. I don't hate the the decision of Sergio Roberto because we don't really have options, so that's fine. Yeah. I get that. We talked about this on Friday, but it's the what are you going to do to protect Sergio Roberto from getting outclassed, outsped on the left wing? I mean, how many times, you know, right? We saw this last season, and I don't understand how you can't just look at film. and We're looking at this, and we have memory, and I just don't understand how they have all this at their fingertips to protect their defense much stronger. Again, we talked about the high line. Is there anything else they could have done from your point of view that they could have implemented? Maybe had Busquets hang back more because, again, yeah. what what is the advantage if we have possession pushing forward, but on their one counter attack they score a goal immediately? If we're not protecting the defense because we know they are so speedy on the wings, so those are my that's my biggest gripe that I have with this. As we talked about in the WhatsApp group, you know, it's about this style that we have with Barcelona, right? But style can't be the same for 15 years you have to continually evolve right yeah and i just feel like we're at a moment now where there's no evolution that's currently happening right like chavi loves hearing the the wings and the width but also you know when we were dominant it was because we were actually having crucial opportunities at goal that the other team was so scared of our possession right yep. and now teams are just very happy to give us the possession because they know we are so slow and they know how to break that press every time and what is more, you know, what is more productive, having two or three great counterattack opportunities, especially if you're a Bayern and Inter team with high class strikers, or you try to get into a possession battle with uh, with Barca. Of course, you're gonna go with the counters because anything can happen, right? A player yeah. slips, a penalty, like we saw with Eric Garcia. And so, what can Xabi do maybe to tighten up the defense? Is it just really? Subbing out Sergio Roberto for someone else or like putting Jordi Alba out there maybe or trying someone else? Or is it just bringing the high, the line back a little bit and maybe protecting someone with Busquets coming back a little bit further, especially against these quote unquote good teams that we're going to face in the future?
0: Yeah. So this is one of those unknowns, right? So, so for everybody that's listening, we have a fantastic WhatsApp group. We chat a lot. There's obviously been a lot of chat going on here in the last couple <laughs> of days, and we've chatted about this exact topic a lot. This is the unknown to me. I, I, and I talked about this actually when we recorded the last time of why we are, why we play up so high when we know we are vulnerable, <laughs> absolutely vulnerable on the back line. You know, that's when PK was, was playing and uh, Alonzo. Okay. So again, here we go. We know that, that Madrid's going to attack. They know, we know that they want to get the ball out to Vinicius and they know that Benzema and Vinicius are going to push that ball forward in a counter attack. We know this. So, the easiest thing to do is yes, just have our back line stay back a little bit farther because we're really walking, I always say we're walking into the defen- defense's trap when we bring everybody into their half of the field and and you talk about their compact and we also have everybody up there as well. You you can't even move the ball around effectively when we have 10 guys and they have 10 there's 20 guys in a half of a half of a pitch how do you even effectively move the ball around when you have all of that, you know, human mass inside of there? So if it was me, the, I mean, obviously the easiest thing to do is just have, you know, if you want to have your two center backs hang back a little bit, if you want to have maybe three, you know, you want to do a three, four, three or something like that and have three hold back, you, you have to make a a tactical decision. And again, we talked about this of what what helps protect your defense and gives your team the best chance at winning. But, and this is that unknown. I just talked about a few minutes ago. Does Chavi understand this? Does he understand it or does he not? And if he does understand it, why isn't he doing something different or is he bullheaded because they have to play the Barca style and he is dead set on it that he will never make any changes that, no matter who is on that back line for us, and no matter who we're playing, we are going to have that back line push as high forward as they possibly can, and that's the way we'll play the game, no matter what. That's all the unknown to me. I'm like, I want to. I actually, I like want to know an answer. Does he not recognize it? Does he recognize this? And what's because in, during the week I saw on Twitter, his brother was like, "Oh no, we we know what Madrid wants to do, and we have a plan for this." Well, I don't know what their plan was because I didn't see anything different from that game plan against Madrid than what they did against Inter. It was exactly the same to me outside of the differences of how the players were or whatever, but the back line came up. The back line got outclassed. The back line was, you know, I I think maybe their game plan was to have people, you know, hustle back as much as they could because on one of those goals, we had four guys run into one guy. And nobody and Sergio Roberto, if you if you rewatch it, if you, if he would just look over, you know, to his side, there you see Benzema over. I think it was Benzema, and just mm-hmm. f- forgive me for not remem- remembering because uh but he didn't even bother covering them. So that's that was when it deflected off of Trisagon's hands and then went right there. Nobody yeah. even looked. We had four guys on four one guys, yeah. And nobody's even looking – no one's covering – no one's even looking around to see if anybody else is following or if anybody else is in the box. And, of course, it was a nice little deflection to him, quick goal. And it's like, uh, was that your plan? Like, uh, I mean, because I see, like, youth players doing a better job than that. So that's the part that – it's it drives me insane. And it just seems like, to me, up to now, Chavi's decision is, is we're going to play our style. And if we win, great. And if we lose, then we'll blame – uh, you know, something else in maturity, maturity. And that's why I'd <laughs> said, I'm not even sure if you have a healthy back line. That's why I said the last time we recorded, I'm not sure if you have a healthy Arajo. I'm not sure if you have a healthy Christensen. I'm not sure if you had world-class left back and right backs. I'm not sure if you had the best four defenders in the world, the way that we play our style that we still wouldn't get beat on these transitions because yeah, yeah. you're, you're giving them so much space and so much, so many things can happen like penalties, somebody slip. I mean, you're really, you're, and it's, and it's like, you know, it's, this is a drill that teams practice as one-on-one drill where you kick it long and let a forward go at it and the defender go at it and see, and I guarantee you you know, more often or not that forward is score is getting the ball and scoring in practice and things like, that. so why would we put a whole game on the line and, and have that kind of setup? I, I, that's the part that ju- it, I just don't understand it. And, you know, you pause to critique and you pause to criticize because we all like Barcelona and love Barcelona because of their style. Right. I mean, a long time ago, I remember you asking me, why did I become a Barca fan? And I like their style, but, Like you mentioned a few minutes ago, you have to evolve. You have to adapt. Everybody in these big games, if you look, have played that deep block on us and waited for quick transition goals, and we've lost every single one of those games. So anybody with any common sense will tell you we have to stop this transition. What can we do to stop this transition? And we are not doing anything at all to stop this. So... I mean, because that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is because the quick answer and what maybe Chavi would say would be possession, right? Because yeah. that's what he would say. And that's fine, but you can't have possession 100% of the time. No. So and and as we've seen, you know, time and time again, it's, you know, how important is winning to you and winning by your style and dying by that style, right? Yeah. And, and I'm just talking always about these important matches, either champions or against Madrid, you know, these, these make things easier by making the other coach or the manager think about things that may not may he may have not seen on film. Right. Those are yeah. the things I'm looking at. So like, for example, like you said, like, okay, we play a black line. That's, that's, you know, a little bit further back. Maybe we put, you know, we press on the counters as opposed to waiting. Maybe that's a wrinkle. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, I always think back of when I was playing sports and I played against people who were faster than me, the thing that would always scare me, you know, in American football, uh, in basketball is if they got in front of me, I was yeah. I was petrified, you know, because I knew they were either going to score <laughs> or do something. Right. Yeah. And to counter that, I would always have them play in front of me. Right. And that's what i it's like a simple tactic that you do. Right. Just to yeah. have them play in front of you, because then you can read their hips. Yeah. And then you just go with that. Right. It's it's obviously harder for someone to beat you, right? Because I don't know if you saw the goal against Liverpool and Manchester City yesterday, yep. but those are the things that happen. It's like you have these moments against teams that are equal in talent and so forth, and it just takes one play and one kind of F up yeah. that essentially happens, and all of a sudden that's the game, you know? And, you know, if you want to win and have ultimate glory in both La Liga and you have to do these things, and we just need to involve just a little bit. I'm not saying we, ha- like, I'm not looking for a radical... Transformation. But again, you know, when I think of, you know, especially with like American football, pro American football, you know, you look at the 80s, it was all running and defense, you know, then all of a sudden yeah. it started to become the West Coast offense. And then everyone yeah. did that. Now it's the run play option that's happening now, right? Where you have to keep the defense and it's always evolving this way. And teams are always copying, But like Barca needs to do this. And I really hope it's not the latter where you were saying with Chavi about. You know, being more adaptable and hopefully he's looking at this stuff. And that's the thing that that's driving me crazy is because I'm looking at this stuff from Y Scout, YouTube, the video, the replay, and I'm already making, I feel like in my head, more chances, discovery, you know, execution on tacticals than they're doing because I don't see them in the match. And that's yeah. what's driving me crazy with this. Now, I, you know, I'm just really frustrated because yesterday i was excited I, wa- I went walking around madrid i went by the stadium and i you know i was like getting amped about the game but then you know as soon as the first counter had i said like, oh my god please do not have this and i you know i'm just worried about the rest of this month now troy yeah. because you know we always talked about how tough this was but you know momentum in sports is a real thing we've seen it in playoffs when yep. you see it in hockey when a hot goaltender will take The the team all the way to Stanley Cup Finals. We see pitching does that. And obviously, just good feelings, confidence will ride this team. And I just don't – I'm really worried about this team because the thing I want to talk about is mental toughness with Barca. And it's not just with this specific team that's happening, but just Barcelona in general. You know, I put this in the WhatsApp group. I said – Tell me a Barcelona team that reminds you of, of mental toughness. And someone said, like, one of the teams on their pep. And I said, well, I don't know about that because yeah. I yeah. think they want too many games to have any suffering, you know, that that they would. Because ultimately, when they were asked to be mentally tough, they lost to Inter and they lost to Chelsea, you know, on those, on those two nights in Champions League for separate years.
0: Do we have a mental toughness problem in Barcelona DNA? Uh, I think we do. I'll say we do. Uh, and we have big time with this team since Puyol's been gone. I think he was like uh once in a lifetime for them that brought some, you know, mental fortitude to them, brought some toughness. Um, and so, yeah, I think we do. And for a couple, couple different reasons, I don't think that we get good leadership from the four captains that we, that we have. I don't think if you, have you ever heard Busquets take any blame for any game that we've lost?
1: Really quick yesterday, yep.
0: who, who did the interview yesterday?
1: not Movistar, him not him <laughs> kunde kind of yeah. went out yep. you know and the, yep. and arahu would have probably done the interview yesterday Yeah. but you're right i mean those are the things when when, when i think of the captains ultimately it's really going to be interesting because of what these three players have done at the beginning of their careers with barca yeah. compared to the last seasons where that they're going to the face of these Vaca sagradas right alba sergio roberto uh busquets and pk right and I don't know, man, like I'll let you keep going, but it's just yeah. this idea of like, they're not the strongest captains. And I think that trickles down to the mental toughness of our team. Yep.
0: Yeah, I, no, I do too, because, uh, you know, like I said, I think that leaders will take accountability, will take that leadership and and help the team and help drive the team. I've never really saw that outside of, there were a few times in the past couple of years, I saw PK do an interview after and take some blame, you know, um, very little, very little. But at least he did talk. But like here in the in the U.S. on ESPN, Balde Balde was doing the interview. That's what they showed. So you're talking about a, a kid and a brand new guy. That's who they send out there to talk to the media. And they go, they go, and to me, and this might sound harsh, but they go run and hide in the locker room. No, and no, and for and sure, get the that's, hell out of there. No, that's not that harsh is, at all. Yep, that is piss poor leadership. Absolutely horrible leadership. And I said it, I think I said it when we recorded the last time and I've been saying in the WhatsApp, those guys all need to, all need to go. And I think there are plans for them to, to be out of the squad for next year. Nothing we can do about it this year, but it just sends a message to me. It just, if I was a player on that squad, it'd be sending a message to me that there is still no accountability going on within the squad. And that's been an issue here for, again, the last three or four or five years. You know, when, you know, a little bit after I joined this group, that um, gentleman's book came out about the inside of Barcelona. And mm-hmm. they talked about how every year it seemed like their practice times were, were, you know, getting smaller and smaller, you know. But, you know, they still had messies, so they relied on that. But the squad themselves, they weren't doing those things, you know, outside of, on you know, being on the pitch to really like what champions do. They didn't have the desire and they didn't put in the discipline of, of being champion champions. And obviously it showed we were, you know, getting destroyed for nothing. Liverpool, Roma game. We all, we don't need to go over those again. We all saw them. So that was one of the, again, one of the things that I expected in that Chavi has said that there would be accountability for this team and what's going on. But I,
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: And here's one of those, again, transition items that make you very frustrated. I have yet to see it. I have yet to see it. I was – you can probably hear my voice right now. My voice is recovering. I was yelling at that TV so bad when I saw Dembele just stop running when Benzema had that ball at the top of the box. I couldn't believe – if I was if I was a coach, I would have subbed his ass off that second. The next chance I had, I would have subbed him off. Because here again, you, what you have is you have a player that refused to re-sign during the season last year. You have a player that waited all the way to the last minute. Now, at the beginning of the year, he did look better. He actually did have a few moments of, of where he played some really good games. But when it's counted, Dembele's been nowhere. And you see a player that didn't do that didn't attempt to stop a guy from scoring one bit, and you left him on the field at that time. So where for me is the accountability. And should you always pull a player off because they didn't do something one time? No. But this has been building with him. This has been building for me with Dembele, with these giveaways, with the horrible play. So you you combine it with the fact that you have captains who are not providing leadership out on the on the field. To me, my opinion, you have the fact that you got players out there that are not being held accountable for their play or lack of. And here we are. Here we are. Right. We're in this period. It's a very dark period. This last couple of weeks are, for me, are very dark for Barcelona. And people, and you're hearing it in the WhatsApp group, and it's been on Twitter for days now, people are starting to call for Xavi's job. Like, I mean, we're at that point already. And whether that's warranted or not, I think he's earned the right to probably get more time. But you see these things that could be easily corrected and have should have been corrected already, and they're not. And that's when that wonder does he have the ability to lead this squad as a manager start to creep into your head? Um, But again, it all, to go back to where I started, it all starts with the captains. You name these individuals captains, which in my opinion, when I saw that, I said it to myself and it wasn't, I didn't make a big deal about it. I'm like, I wouldn't have done that. I would have named some of the newer players captains just as a sign that you mean business. But he went with the old guard again, and to me, they they are a they are a cancer to this team. If you, they are a cancer, they 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 are not doing anything to make us better. They're only doing things to make us worse. And again, that it's an issue that's going to have to uh, obviously. I don't I don't think I don't know if any team has, has ever made changes to their listed captains within a season or not. I don't know if they can even do it. Um, but that has just, to me, just has brought some, some doom and gloom to the squad. And again, it just, it's another layer to <laughs> on this period that we're like, why wasn't this changed before? And now, now look at where we're at and, and what you have. And you sort of, you should have saw this coming type of deal. It's like, I told you so type of type of scenario. So,
1: yeah. And, and with the mental toughness, you know, the thing is. Like you said, with these captains, they just need to go because I think ultimately we need to build around the youth, you know, like Conde or Rahu, you know, Gavi, Pedri and have these players really take the helm and really put the responsibility on them. And I think all four of those players are willing to do that, which is great. I mean, I don't think any of those four are willing to shy away from, you know, that type of uh, responsibility that it demands. I know they're all really young, but I just think, you know. Those are the type of players that we get really excited about. You know, Obviously, they are products of the academy. But again, just the way they fight. I mean, you saw Gavi just receive his award. Yep. You know, just saluting Barca as well. And you, you get a sense of pride because it feels like a family member, You know, even though yeah. you know, not related to us at all, but just coming through nope. the academy. And I yeah. know these players, you know, they've had a Hall of Fame career and the thing they've done for Barcelona. But they were asked to do one thing. They weren't asked to be captains. And I think, like you said, when i think of the, the 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 defeats that we've had you know obviously in champions league and these hard fought defeats there's always something lacking in the last 5 minutes and you know take away the paris match obviously with when we came back with that there's been very few of those type of comebacks where you know i'm thinking of like the inter milan one where we won 2 to 1 and against arsenal way back in the day but yeah. again it's just these little things that are failing to add up you know we when we were talking the whatsapp group it's like i think of the bulls that's like the ultimate team that i think of of the mentally tough team that it didn't matter if they weren't making any shot they knew in the fourth quarter then the last two minutes they were going to go faster than you and harder than you they you couldn't do that and i i think those are some obviously it comes from success that breeds that when you get that confidence and so forth but it's a lot of things and i just think we're lacking that and I think I'm I'm not I'm definitely not saying that's the only thing we're missing that's why we're not competing and winning these matches. I just think yeah. it's a combination of the defense, the tactics, the mental toughness, but also I was just, you know, curious to hear your feedback about the mental toughness as a Barca DNA thing that maybe we're lacking for all the great things that we do, you know, in our DNA, you know, with the passing, the technical ability, the understanding, the IQ, all these different things. I think maybe we need to uh, instill couple more classes in La Masia for mental toughness yeah. or something, you know, and have these, uh, you know, those, well, um, those courses where they, you know, have the, the trust falls and stuff like that, you know, yeah. like,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, I said it on the last time I recorded was, you know, you looked at inter and they were all, they looked like warriors, you know, not to, but they did all their guys looked like warriors. They they, they were ready for a battle, you know, and our guys just didn't, you know, they just didn't. And again, that's their mentality work. They're coming into this game. They're they knew that that game would be a battle. Okay. They they're Inter. They know they're middle of the pack and it's the giant Barca, but they were ready. You could see it in their eyes. They were ready. You could see the intensity. You could just look at them and and knew and, under, and understood that they were ready to play that game. And you look at some of our guys and it just looks like, again, I do I'm not a fan of Busquets at all. And I don't want to see him – I mentioned it last – I don't want to see him playing that much anymore. Come in late in a game where we need to close it out. He'd be the perfect guy for that. Let you know, But I just don't – but I I just see him out there and I'm like, why? You know, why, 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 why would we let him be out there when he can't play defense? Covered. Yeah, He can't cover anybody. Yeah, He's given the ball away. He doesn't make any – I mean, he – he has made good forward pass passes in in the past years, certainly well let me um, let me ask
1: you this you know for example because i was watching uh, a video there's a there's a great guy called Danny in the jungle it's in spanish that he does it and he's part yeah. of the uh, radio broadcast in barcelona that calls the games and he's got really great content if you want to practice <laughs> your spanish you know. yeah. but um he was saying yesterday you know one of the things that drove him crazy was like okay great you gave me balde but then you give me busquets like what, yeah. what are we doing here you know and the thing yeah. is you know, if you want to play this high line, okay, if you want to play this high line, I just feel with the midfield of Pedri, Gavi, and Frankie de Young, you're going to be, co- be able to cover that further and faster than you would with Busquets. I mean, yeah. just Busquets in his age right now just cannot cover the box-to-box like he used to. No. And he gets caught off a lot. You know, take away the bad play that he did yesterday. I'm just talking coverage. You know, coverage, coverage, yes. coverage. Would I ha- I'm not saying Gavi would ultimately make the difference, but I know that MF is going to foul. And yep. I know that guy is going to fight. And I know that guy <laughs> can run because that guy yep. is 18 years old, you know? Yeah. And those are the things I look at where I am I trying to win the match or am I just trying to make it look, you know, am I trying to be serviceable to my veterans and my captains because I've played with them and I know it's their last season and so forth? Or do I want to win the match? And so those yeah. are the kind of decisions that we keep looking at. And again, with the mental toughness, you know, like with Gabby, we know. That kid wants to rough up. He wants to get in there. And that's a good quality to have, especially in that type of midfield position that he has. Because, you know, I wouldn't say Pedri's like that, but he doesn't need to be. You know, he doesn't need to be. Last thing I want to get into, uh, maybe like I said, maybe they need to add five more courses of mental toughness in La Masia, maybe something like this. (laughs) The last thing I want to get into is the referee decisions. Now, obviously, Mm. this is a big polemica here in Spain, obviously, because it's the most romantic thing we can talk about when your team loses, right, is to blame the referee. First thing is, I personally do not believe uh, the referee, uh, you know, robbed us of a victory. Obviously, there was opportunities there where they could have called a, a penalty on Lewandowski. I personally don't think it was strong enough to be a penalty. But my main issue, as we always talk about, is to just look at it var, right. Like that's all we're yeah. looking at thing. And as we talked about earlier on Friday, you know, Barcelona does get a lot of these calls against other teams. It just seems that they don't because it's against Madrid, and Madrid got the penalty as we saw with Eric Garcia. And live action, I was like, no way, that's a penalty. And then as soon as he, I saw the replay, I was like, oh, oh god, what penalty. is he thinking there? <laughs> Why would yeah. you stab at the ball in the box like that? But anyway, yeah. First of all, I just want to preface this, Troy. The refs in La Liga are garbage. Not only yep. garbage, hot garbage. Okay, we've already yeah. talked about how awful these referees are, let alone having. Fernandez, Fernandez, Hernandez, Hernandez, Fernandez in the in the VAR booth as well who, you know, as everyone puts the data, has a uh, winning record for opponents against uh Barcelona. Yep. Again, I just want to preface this. The refs here are complete garbage. So you have to just go into having that premise that they're complete hot garbage. Again, I am going to push this all the time is that we need to have some sort of accountability or let the ref, or let the coaches have an opportunity for a replay like we do in the NFL where you throw the yeah. flag. Every other league has opportunities for coaches to chime in and challenge. I think that's what's lacking because, for example, if Chavi throws a flag in this opportunity and the ref looks at it and doesn't give it a penalty, I'm fine with that because he looked at VAR. And if he gives a penalty, great, we have an opportunity. But I just want the opportunity to look at it, right? Because he was so quick to look at the Eric Garcia one. And, again, you're telling me that Carvajal – is such an elite defender that guy's not clumsy and doesn't foul of course he does he's just as clumsy as garcia so this idea of you know uh, and also lewandowski is not quite the diver that you think he you know other people would maybe think he is and and so those are the things i you know i just want to push for one replay opportunity for coaches i hope that comes soon i know it's not going to because this is spain it probably won't happen for 20 years but again yeah i cannot blame the referees for taking the decision from Barcelona as a victory because Barcelona were outclassed by Madrid ultimately. But again, these things just add on top. It's like the cherry yep. on the shitty sandwich on Sunday, yeah. you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's another, it's another layer. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I was the first one to put something in in the chat about you. Okay. Who's the, anybody, have any guesses on who the uh, VAR referee was? No. If they, I okay, it was my opinion. That was a clear penalty on Lewandowski. I don't think he, he dove at all. He definitely clipped him, but it was the fact that they, that they didn't even bother to take a look at it. Yeah. Okay. Didn't even bother. And on Garcia's penalty, it was a penalty. He stepped on his toes. You could debate that, you know, Rodrigo has already passed the ball, but we'll just say it was a penalty. And the ref said, it, you know, the ref on the field said it wasn't. But then VAR, you know, went out of their way to take a look at it and then, you know, tell the ref and say, hey, you might want to take a look at this. So it's so you certain, no, And even let's just go into pretend land and say that, you know, with the, if the score would have been two to two, you know, would it have changed? But you can't go there because Barcelona would not have earned that. So I didn't list that. I didn't put that in the chat as to say it's the ref's fault. But it's but referee issues are becoming to me it just seemed with Barca specifically and I know that it's happening elsewhere because I hear people talking about it like there were some other La Liga games that I guess VAR like yeah. completely missed in
1: Celta I was watching yeah, the Celta yeah. match beforehand yeah. mean, it was insane what was going on there
0: yeah but it just seems like there's it just seems like there's a, it's becoming a commonality like all, yeah. all the time like this I mean if if this VAR, if they would have taken a look at uh you know stopped play and and went to the the booth or box whatever you call it and took a look at the Lewandowski penalty and and didn't call it a penalty well at least they at least it was equal because they were at least taking a look at it okay yeah. and then then you wouldn't have really had a basis to I mean if you want to argue about a penalty or not you'll you know that's a ongoing conversation but at least you would have looked at it now going back to you know okay so if you take a look at these when I'm talking about commonality is you get you didn't get a call in the Bayern game, which to me I thought it was a penalty. You didn't you had the you had the issues with Inter with the handballs, where we had a goal taken away, and then a penalty not given. You know, a goal taken away because it hit uh, Fati's hands. Okay, which you know according to the rules that should not have disallowed that goal because the, the rules a few years back changed. If it hits somebody's hands and it doesn't deter the ball and you still score that you don't take that away, but they took it away. And then there was a handball later on that, of course, we're grasping for at that point Correct. in time, we're grasping for penalties. So it's not owed to us. We're grasping. It certainly hit his hand. They said it didn't so that you just have these, it's like common all the time. And, and yeah, I'll be honest when things aren't going well and you have referee issues, it's really easy to point the finger at them and say, you know, if you would have did this and would have did that, then, you know, we could be in a different place today as well. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of other things could have happened, but in the, I will say in the back of my mind, I'm like, it, I will say, I have there's some questions about what's going on with the referee. And because, it just seems like they're in big games and it just seems like we are on the losing end of these calls in these big games. Now I've heard people say, well, Barca should go out and make it so the refs don't have the opportunity to wow, on, affect the game that much. But I mean, we're, that's why they're big games, right? Yeah, we're going yeah, yeah. against quality opponents and one, and we've seen it throughout the history of sports. One bad call can change a whole entire game. You know, I've sure. seen it in the NFL where there's a, pass interference call, you know, that was, shouldn't have happened. And it, you know, somebody got down the field and k- kicks a winning field goal. I mean, we've, I've seen it a, a, so many times that I couldn't even, you know, count how many, recount how many times. So they, they can affect a game. So it's just one of those things that y- when you're already irritated, you're like, you know, pointing to the refs or whatever, but it's also one of those things that I want that I personally want to keep my eye on. Cause it just seems like in these big games, we just don't get the benefit of calls specifically in this period uh, like some of the other teams do that we're playing, I guess. So,
1: but yeah, I you're mean, right. It,
0: that's that's the thing in general. Yeah.
1: I know. That's the thing. It's, it's, you know, Think you know, the Brooks ghost. Think again, introducing the all new better than ever ghost 16 now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight Supreme softness that feels good. Every step, every street,
0: every single day so go ahead take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen infused ghost 16 it'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins let's run there head to brooksrunning.com to learn more
1: all these things that you're thinking as a barca fan right now you know doom and gloom you know the team (laughs) chavi all this stuff and then on top of that it's the easiest thing is you know or maybe it's the kind of blind eye to this all the problems yeah. that are happening in barcelona is to point to the ref right because if, yeah 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 you know it's kind of i'd rather just have the ref also just be a quick trigger to have the ref go look at the VAR. i don't yeah. think it's i don't think it stops the 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 match that much where it makes it Mm-mm. uh you know i'd rather have them look at i'd rather have them look at more plays and just be more open that yeah. way because at least man if i don't know if you saw the celta real associate that match before i was kind of had it in the background i was watching but i the last 10 minutes was you know obviously as a Celta was trying desperately to score their the tying goal and so forth. This ref, I swear to God, I don't know what. <laughs> I even put in a WhatsApp group. I said, I think this ref has money on this on this match. But yeah, you know, it's 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 just looking for consistency. And yep. also these these refs, they never run. I, I it drives me insane yeah. that they're never like in the play. You know, uh, I remember when I was ref. You know, you, you're taught to run diagonally across yep. of the of the flag person, right, and I just always find these reps are just always out of position. And it's yeah. not, you know, I know it's difficult. Don't get me wrong, it's very difficult in at this high end, especially you're you're trying to run with these world-class athletes. I get all that, but at the same time, like use the resources, use the yeah. cameras, like we have them. It's not, it's not something that you are doing bad, it's something to help you. I, I just don't get it. It's it's yeah. almost kind of like you know, looking at data by hand, right? We have all these great tools like Excel, for example, like it helps you look at these things. And it's, it's, it's as if you were like my boss saying, oh, I think you missed a number here. Be like, whoa, 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 (laughs) sorry, man. I'm, I, it's my decision, you know, it's my, it's my decision, you know? And it's like, and you're like, oh, look, we have this database Excel that'll do like the work for you and look at it. Oh, no, no, sorry. Sorry, I don't believe in it. You know, it's my, it's my point of view. It's my way, you know, that's how I look at it. It's like, these refs are just so old school like this and i just you know use work as a team make yeah. the better make the match even better and you know and again this is just the the cherry on this sh- on the shitty sand sunday on the essentially. So. <laughs> yep.
0: so yeah so yeah it's just yeah it's like another 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 layer to to what's going on so yeah yeah well yeah. it
1: does it doesn't stop this week because they they are playing nope. Uh, against Villarreal, and obviously we can say Villarreal is you know one of those teams that plays Barcelona well, as the as mm-hmm. they do the Yellow Submarine, and it's a it's a rarity. It's a Thursday night because then it's a Thursday Sunday combo, which I'm not really a fan of. I, I prefer yeah. a Wednesday because it gives you more break. But it's going to be tricky because um, you know both these opponents, Villarreal Athletic Club, are playing uh, decent, especially Athletic yeah. Club it scares me because again they have the Williams brothers. I don't know if you know but they're really fast on the wings and mm-hmm. that's going to give us a problem on the counter <laughs> well, we've had
0: problems with them yeah, yeah. The, the exactly fast. yes
1: exactly yeah. I mean the, I would say the only caveat is that we're we're playing both those matches at home but yep. again um I'm just I'm worried I'm really worried Troy that it it's so crazy that you know we're in second place right now so it's not like the end of the world but it just feels like it I don't I don't know how it, like yeah. it feels like we're out of it already and it's not but I guess this culmination of matches and the way we're not playing well and also the World Cup coming up kind of is bringing this apathy into our you know, Kool-Aid club. You know, it's kind of this weird thing that's happening because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you were to look at this, let's say five years ago, and we would say in the middle of October, we're three points behind Madrid. You'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's great. But right now it just feels like we are 13
0: points behind, <laughs> <It> <laughs> behind does. Madrid. It, it really, I don't know. Well. Yeah, I'm obviously with his surrounding circumstances. Sure, but, and I had even said this last week. Like we could go even darker, you know, after know, this know. with the <laughs> schedule after this spell because both you were like you said, Bill. I mean, or Athletic Club is playing very well. I mean, I think they're like third in points. Maybe I have to look yeah. third or fourth in points. I believe Real is an attacking side. Okay, so they like to attack. That's how they played so well in the played so well in the in the uh, tournament last year, so yeah. we're we're gonna have our hands full. and then you got Valencia, you know after after that who um has been a wounded wounded team in the past couple of years, but they're actually not playing too bad right now. So yeah, they're middle of the pack right now middle yeah. yeah so that i mean that game scares me too because then um uh they they ha- have some talent to play against us, right? so yeah. yeah uh i'm not even i'm not secure in any of those games i don't feel secure that that's the difference right it's not it's like we've peaked and now we've been exposed and there's no way of fixing that exposure so we we will get players back over time but then it's like it feels like you only have a very short window because in reality they do and then they're off for a while for the world yeah. cup games and then they come back and then who knows who knows what what will be uh, at that point in time, then a- after all that dust settles from 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 those games, so
1: yeah, that's the thing. We have Athletic Club there in six with seventeen points. We have Villarreal seventh uh, with fifteen points. So they're they're right there. I mean, they're still always dangerous because you know. Yeah. Again, we none of these matches anymore are for granted. You know, no. maybe Almeria, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Almeria, but when I look at the table now, it's like Osasuna at osesuna No way at Barcelona. I don't know. Ryo, yeah. they always play as tough. Celta yep. always plays us tough. I mean, I know we've had some victories against these teams, but again, now it's not as easy as it once was where every team was, you know, below 13th with just an easy walkover. Yeah. That was easy two yeah. victories right there, you know. Uh all right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens on Thursday. <laughs> again, there's no there's no no rest for the weary with no. this game on Thursday night, which is actually probably a good thing because there's not so much of a delay for the next match. But yeah. it can also go the other way as well, right? So if you keep losing and all of a sudden it keeps piling up these matches, it can. I'm going to try to be optimistic, well, Troy. I'm going to be try to be optimistic and try to say we get the victory and we just start turning the tides slowly, yeah. turn the turn the boat around. So, uh, Troy, thanks again for joining me in another autopsy. Hopefully, we don't have to do another autopsy for oh, a while God. because I don't know if
0: I can handle a third. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we
1: we need some we need some good play again. We need some good vibes. So yep. hopefully we'll we'll get that on Thursday night. Thanks again for joining me.